Space fans, I'm Jeff Gilder. This is the Wally Bell Show. From gassers to pro mods, after 38 years of drag racing, a member of the York US 30 Legion of Honor, a member of the East Coast Drag Times Hall of Fame, and recently honored at the 25th Superstock AFX reunion, ladies and gentlemen, Wally Bell. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to our show. We are brought to you by RacersReunion.com and RacersReunionRadio.com. Jeff, I guess we could say we're that's that's our entire company. I guess I don't know what else I can say. But we, uh, uh, Jeff, before we start tonight's show, Jeff, I discovered uh, after getting an email from you that our listeners who miss a show or many of them want to hear it again, uh, any of our shows on Racers Reunion Radio, they can simply go to Racers Reunion Radio and there's a whole, all of the shows pop up. You can click on any one you want. Yeah, RacersReunionRadio.com is a, is a domain I've had for a long time. I haven't had, it for a long time I just had it forwarded to one of our players. But I decided that uh, I created enough confusion with this. And, and I, actually, you and George and I both helped me realize what the answer to the solution was because I saw in an email that you sent to somebody a couple of weeks just to go to racersreunionradio.com and click on the archives. Of course, there weren't any archives there then. And and I heard George and I say racersreunionradio.com and one of his things and I thought well you know it's just such a normal thing I own the domain why not put a website on it so I, I, I put a website on racersreunionradio.com and put all of our archives back to October the 1st on there so uh, if you miss the live show it airs for 24-7 it, uh, the shows all air replay again uh, un- until they air again live and and the archive is put on racersreunionradio.com, so there's no reason whatsoever to miss a show on racersreunionradio.com. You can just click it and listen to it if you want to, or you can download it, put it on your iPod, iPad, whatever your device is, take it with you, and listen to it later. Absolutely. Well, man, I, I think it's so cool that uh, in today um, I was talking to someone, and I was while we were on the phone, they were on the website. And um, long story short, it was, uh, there it was. He said, holy crap, I just clicked on your show, and there it is. So, uh, you know, I mean, in other words, are they, uh, in other words, my question, I guess, Jeff, is if they click on, for example, your show, Bill Pratt's show, Patrick's show, whatever, will that come right on at any time? No, and I'd invite you to go over there and play with it so that you guys understand how it works. But it's it's uh, the latest show, the last show archived is the first one in the list, and then okay. so on down. Or you can go to the tab 
in the in the navigation tab and pick whether you want to see all of Star's archives or all of Motor Week Live's archives or Racing and Rockin's or Wally Bell Show or whatever. And and you can bring up all the archives for that show and then, then they're in there in order by date. You can click on the date and bring that one up, click the player and it'll play that one. So you okay. can listen to whatever you want. But Okay, uh, I got you. I got you there. I was going to tell you that what we were doing, you know, is it quickly moving, flashing the shows? He just caught it, and when he did, I caught it. So it must have just been fate that you had archived our show, and there it was, you know, and it was uh, really cool. But I could see what you're saying. Anybody that goes on there can find whatever show, whatever date it aired. And as you know, many, many of our uh, of our uh, guests and some of their sponsors – a lot of times it's business reasons, Jeff, that they want to have our show up, you know, and and uh, play it for somebody. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they can give them the link to the archive there or if they want to, or if they want to download it and email it to them, they can do that. So it's, it's a pretty okay. big file to try to email. Most hour-long shows are 40, 50 megs, and most emails won't handle more than 25 megs. So that's not really a good solution for most people because most people don't know how to get around that. But... Uh, just uh, you can you can you can click on the show itself and and there and and copy and paste the link out of the uh, uh, the, the URL at the top and send them a, a link directly to that show or you can just send them to racersreunionradio.com and let them find it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, as as uh, as you well know, everybody, uh, our staff, our listeners, and everything, we're this is Halloween, and I guess we all knew that. And uh yeah I'm, I'm really I'm I'm excited that uh all the reports that we have have been good from all of our friends in the northeast and and even down this way. So uh, uh let's talk about about Hurricane Sandy. Holy mackerel, Jeff. That was uh that was pretty bad. I think you guys even got some some wind out of that and some rain. We fared really well. We had some wind and rain, but nothing serious at all. I mean, it was it, it was actually kind of delightful. What we got off of it, it was nice. Uh, it, it, not not bad at all. But I really hate it for the people that were north of us up the coast because they got the brunt of the storm. Uh, Barb Santucci on the water right there. Uh, her place. Uh, I heard from her. She didn't have any interior damage or any water inside, but she had some exterior damage outside. So uh, a lot of those people had some serious problems. Absolutely. Greg Zyla, in your infinite wisdom and all of your writing, we lost a great, great racer who was a World War II ace. And when I was a kid, John Fitch was one of my real heroes. I used to go to Watkins Glen, uh, hell, when I was 13, 14 years old, and watch him uh, race like hell with Corvettes. Yes, and, and you know, Al Robinson, who uh still recuperating from that stroke, getting better every day, uh, spoke about uh, Mr. Fitch uh, today uh, when I visited him. And, uh, you know, a lot of good memories there. And, uh, you know, it's a shame, you know, as, as the, the days go on and the years go on, you know, we keep losing some of the the stars of our time. And, uh, you know, Fitch certainly was one, and his Corvettes were always fast. Well, it yes, was, they were. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Gordy, you recall 
his work with uh, Chevrolet. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that John Fitch was one of the first heavily backed by uh, GM guy, you know. Uh, is that not true, Gordy? I mean, he was one of the first guys that was doing work for the factory, big time. I'm sorry, Wally, I don't even recall the name. Is that right, John Fitch? Yeah. John Fitch. Yeah, I thought, well, you know, when you were out in Detroit, because he was part of that engineering team for a long time, and, and Greg, I think John Fitch used to do some writing also after he stopped driving. I, I do believe you're right, and, uh, you know, during the uh, Zora Akis Duntov era, uh, and I'm sure he and, he and Fitch uh, found, found their ways together, and... Uh, you know, he, he he was quite the man and, and you know, I I never got to, to meet him but sure sure, you know, a lot I've learned about him and uh, you know, he was ninety five years old. Uh that I do know. Yep. Uh he lived a long, long life and uh I I just think that the uh the the contributions that he made towards making Corvettes go and, and I you know, I'm I'm not sure if he was uh one of the first that had had funding but i'm sure he had the the uh the correct uh, uh lines of of uh parts and speed supplies from chevrolet to make it all happen so i i would have to say you're right and you know we can quick take a look and uh i i know he had something to do with lime rock at one time and uh gosh i wish i knew a little bit more about him but al robinson does uh but I, he was a huge name and, and legend, a legend in the sport. You know, it's funny when you mention Al uh, back when I was a kid because we're from that same part of the country. Uh, I was thinking Al was at Watkins for many of those things. And I used to hitch a ride up with a friend of mine's father's uh, that, that was a racer. But he also followed sport, you know, our oval track guy, but followed sports cars and I can remember being a kid and getting his autograph. But when I saw that today, I was just reminiscing about people like him that were iconish, you know, like Carol Shelby became and everything else. I mean, Fitch and well, okay, whole... Wally, you're you know you're you're right on because I just pulled up some information on him and he did. He served as uh, the first manager of, of Corvette's racing team and the first GM of Lime Rock Park, of which I remembered he was involved with, with Lime Rock. Yep. And, uh, I mean, look, this guy, <laughs> he raced against guys like Sterling Moss, and, uh, you know, he was racing back in the 51s, and, uh, you know, gosh, you know, this, this guy is probably just as important as, as people like Duntov when it came to making Corvette a winner. Well, you know, he, guy, he looked like... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, George. Well, I was just going to say, uh, I had the opportunity, and I can't think how many years ago, but it was a goodly number of years ago, to see him at Corvettes at Carlisle. And he was the nicest person, and he gave a lot of stories under the one tent where we were. He was a a pleasure to listen to. He really was. Quite a guy. Well, you know, if you think about it, George, he he was about uh, Dan Gurney's size and build. And he had that uh, that easygoing uh, American. We all think that that the guys started crossing over just in the last twenty years or so. But hell, uh, 
back in those times, those guys uh, drove a lot of different kinds of cars. Yep. Especially the IndyCar guys. They would would show up at Watkins Glen with some millionaire that had some hot deal, you know, and... and, uh, You're like Augie Past, Augie Pabst, uh, one of the first... Entrepreneurs who loved sports car racing and put a lot of money into it. Absolutely, and and um, God, I saw a picture of Peter Revson today, and I was thinking what a great driver he was and pretty well healed guy. He didn't have to do it for money; he did it because uh, he loved it and became a hell of an IndyCar guy, and ultimately met his end uh, doing what he, uh, you know, doing it because he, he loved it so much and. Yeah, I think but, Revson uh, died in a Formula One crash, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, he yeah. could do he could do it all, and he was a, uh, you know, if I remember correctly, you know, as you mentioned, he was the heir to the Revlon, uh, all of it, the Revlon uh, estate of uh, cosmetics. That's right. Uh, That's right. Boy, he could drive a race car, and uh, uh, if I remember, he was a he was a real dapper looking guy, and uh, oh god, he was he was yeah, who was who was he dating or married to? When he he passed, it was, it was some a, movie star. Yeah, a beautiful girl. I can't. I can't think I, of it. I can't remember now. But well, listen. While we're waiting to uh, to and boy, when you can't connect with your best friend, almost. Uh, <laughs> Christ, I talk to Jim uh, all the time. But anyway, while we're waiting, I wanted to go through some some. We can mix motorsports and Halloween, or we can. Keep it out, but when you were a kid, for an example, George Nye, yeah, gro- growing up because you had a maid and a butler and all that stuff. <laughs> two, two maids, it, it, two maids, and and yeah. uh, what is one of your great memories of of Halloweening? Oh, <laughs> uh, we had a um, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, when I was in school, we had a geometry teacher, uh, a guy named. I'm going to give you his name. It was Jerome Frock. <laughs> we, all, we all didn't like him, you know, right? So we had this whole big deal. We were going to pal into my 46 Chevy with a dual Almquist, dual Y intake manifold. <laughs> anyway, and we were going down the alley, and we were going to dump his cans, his garbage cans. I mean, we were so ready to do this. We pulled up there. Christ, the back lights came on in the house, and out came this German shepherd, and... <laughs> Right. I laid rubber the whole way up the alley. We uh, we were really put away, but he was expecting that, I guess, and uh, that that was a big scare. But I remember that well. How about you? Well, I, I was going to save mine, Gordy Faust. How, when you were a little boy in Tennessee, did you got you and Kenny and your gang go out and do some Halloweening? No. Oh, no, we, never, we, never did, we never did do much of that. <laughs> you hated Halloween, huh, Gordy? No, I didn't hate it. We just didn't do it. Well, let's put it this way. As you got older and you were out, you know, riding around with pretty girls, uh, did you have any special Halloween memories parking somewhere or something like that? No, we went to to Florida one year. Me and Linda did on the motorcycle down to Hal and Roxanne's. And went to a Halloween party down there. That was quite rememberable. But uh, that's about the only Halloween deal I remember. Twenty-four years tomorrow, Wally, we were in Las Vegas. 
Is it? That's right. You you get married twenty. That's right. SEMA show. George and Greg and Jeff Gordy got married at the SEMA show. And twenty four years ago tomorrow. Wow. That's a memory. That's something you won't forget. Yeah, that's a scary moment. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's really interesting because, God, it was fun. I was the photographer. I'm probably the worst for, you know, the worst photographer you've ever seen. But I did okay. And and uh, Bev was there, and she she cried. Linda looked beautiful. Gordy was stunned. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting it for sure. Hey, hey, Wally, you talk about being a photographer at a wedding. I did that one time in in my life only because it was a, a good friend that uh, had helped me out years ago when I was racing that old Vega that I had back in uh, 79 and 80, and he used to come I around. I remember that. Yep. Lend his hand, and uh, he asked me. He said, "Would you know we can't afford a photographer? Would you help us out?" And I told him his name was Doug. I said, "Doug, I will do it." I said, "But I'm just going to tell you this: I take good pictures of race cars, but I've never done a wedding." And I did this wedding for him, and lo and behold, like you, Wally, the pictures came out pretty decent. I wish I would have had a little stronger flash, but they were definitely okay. But I'll tell you what, I never did another wedding in my lifetime. Never would if I was asked again, because let me tell you, if you miss the pictures on a wedding, you don't have it tomorrow. Whereas with a race car, you know, if you need a picture of a race car, you can always go back the next week and get one uh, to go along with your story or whatever. But boy, I'll tell you what, uh, weddings, they're not for me. Oh, God. I, I You know, you're right about that in... Uh... But that was, I guess you really could say it was Halloween time anyway, and and uh, that that was pretty cool because back when Gordy, like Gordy's mentioning that date, we were still racing, and and many times, Gordy, we were at the SEMA show at Halloween time, in the middle of the of the uh, California races. Uh, we yeah, when we went down to get our marriage license, everybody was in costume except us. God, I love it. I love it. That's funny. Well, hey, we, I, Wally, we had some tough times when I was growing up. I mean, I grew up in South Jersey, and I remember one Halloween, there was this one physical education teacher. Uh, his name was John Parentazzi, and he's still alive. God bless him. He, he actually was a, a fairly decent guy, but nobody liked him. Boy, he, he'd, he'd put you in, uh, physical ed and, uh, you know, we 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 had a pickup truck with a cover on it, and I think we had about maybe two two hundred three hundred eggs in that truck, and there was about eight or nine of us, and we went by that house, and I mean we unloaded every egg we had, and we just kept firing them, and off we went, and uh, the next day we had gym class, and there were about five or six of us that were doing duck walks around the gym for the entire one hour and forty five minute physical. Uh, education period i happen to be one of them because he was only speculating who it was but i'll tell you what he was pretty close to picking each one of us <laughs> <laughs> one of them kind of guys yeah God, but you know it was only eggs and you could wash it off and it we didn't really hurt anything but we let him know what we thought about him at that point well it's funny that you and george both uh you know both thought about that you know teachers that you know yeah, it's just 
Oh God, it's unbelievable. I how about when you were a little guy, Greg? Uh do you have any memories of being oh, a little I kid? Do. You know, I wanted to be Count Dracula in the worst way. So my mom and I, I remember we went up, uh, it was a store next to Sears and Roebuck in Vineland, New Jersey, and I can't even remember the name. It might have been uh, something like Garwood Mills or something like that, and they had all these uh, uh, costumes, and they were fairly priced, and I wanted to be Count Dracula. Well, lo and behold, when we got there, the only Dracula mask, and it was a full mask that they had left, was countess dracula it was for a female and lo and behold i said damn it i said i'm gonna be dracula or draculess and and we bought that thing and and uh they had this big uh contest it was at a place called king's department store i don't know if you remember king's it was similar yeah, to yeah. press and uh they had this big thing there must have been 200 kids there and in my and in my class you know, uh, in my age group, uh, lo and behold, if I didn't win second place and, you know, my mom had made this nice outfit and uh, I was actually Mrs. Dracula. But then, you know, when, when they called your name out and then I took my mask off and it was me and, uh, you know, everybody liked it. So I still ended up being a Dracula because I always loved the Dracula movies. I still do to this day. I love the old horror movies. I probably have every one that was ever made. Bella Lugosi and, uh, you know, Boris Karloff and all those big names from back then. I just loved all that stuff. Well, it's, it, it was yeah, cool I like stuff. Elvira. Well, oh, Elvira. Elvira's still at it. She's still at it. Well, it's, you know, what's interesting is that, uh, of course, that's later. I'm talking about back like you are. When, when we were little, I mean, those movies were, if oh, you think about, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, movies made in the 30s, when I was growing up in the 50s, that was only 20 years earlier. You know, now, my God, 20 years ago doesn't seem that different. I've got sweaters 20 years old. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, Still a, it's wearing a, t-shirts that are 20 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. I Yours mean, is one of them. That's right. I love it, Gordy. But you know, Greg, when you said that, I, I kind of wondered where you, where you stood uh, on the uh, same-sex marriage. So I guess if, you know, based on, you're, you're a little more liberal than... Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, oh, it's man. funny, but back then you didn't even think of stuff like that. I mean, I guess yeah. I was dressed in drag, but, you know, when you're 9 or 10 years old, you don't give a darn, and uh, everything was fun. And, uh, boy, yeah, nowadays they'd, they'd, uh, they'd probably, you know, I'd be a very liberal person. Oh, you know what, though? Seriously? Shit, I, I know it. We all dressed up, uh, uh, yeah, never gave it a second thought. Never gave it a second thought, just we were out having a good time, and uh, uh, lo and behold, and I'm trying to think of any uh, Halloween cars that were drag cars that I can remember, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really going through my brain right now and trying to think, were there well, any cars out there that... Well, the how, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of cool races around halloween i wanted to tell a story about a buddy of mine and this was this is similar to a jeff gilder at a fancy wine party and we won't get into all that jeff but but uh my buddy uh who lives in florida had gone to a really uh highfalutin uh party uh, a, a costume party this is a year ago last last halloween and it was a, uh, it was, I mean, there were some people that had literally spent thousands on their outfits. And, uh, and anyway, um, 
if I told you what kind of business it, they were in the medical business, these are high, you know, highfalutin people. Well, my buddy goes with his wife, who is a highfalutin professional, and he had a shepherd's outfit on, a long robe. He had a staff, you know, like the shepherds keeping watch over the sheep, and he had a German helmet on. And he went into the party, and he's sipping some wine with this this doctor. And the doctor said, now, Gene, what are you dressed up as? And he said, a German shepherd. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's so bad. I it mean, shouldn't have even been It really happened. And there, there's a hell of a lot more to this story because it caused him, uh, it was sort of one of those straws that broke the camel's back, you know, when you him humiliate uh, your significant other it's not always a good thing to do and but I just thought that was the funniest damn thing I've ever heard in my life what are you dressed up as hey Wally yeah Wally. Uh, answering your question on the chat room Rich Panacaro said to remind you about Halloween cars uh, he said how about the Munster cars oh there you go there were two of them yeah two of them right exactly yeah, yeah, you I, had Grandpa. Grandpa drove the coffin dragster, if I remember, and then I think yeah. Herman had that bigger, uh, the hearse uh, type yeah, vehicle. Yeah, Herman or Herman had that. Yep. And yeah, they were, and, and they, they actually, yeah, they, they were pieces of poop. Yes, they, I know. They went about twenty-eight miles an hour. <laughs> Wasn't even thinking. But yeah. the Halloween classic that Bill Bader had out at Norwalk, uh, Norwalk, Connecticut. Or no, like Ohio is one of the biggest drag races uh, ever. And as far as you know, tying drag racing in with a Halloween classic, boy, I'll tell you, Bader, uh, he had a big costume deal, and and uh, I only went to one of those uh, over the years. But that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, next to the national event back when Bill was IHRA, that was his big event of the year. And boy, if you plan an event stop and think about it guys on uh halloween time in in this kind of weather that he has up there you know you're taking a chance boy the sun shone on it every year it was just just awesome you know that that was as far as racing goes that was a that was a big deal and i don't mean to make fun of grandpa monster and all that but god those cars i i don't know personally it was sort of like I don't know the Cadillac Pro Mod, but he didn't do much for you and me. And the Lincoln Funny Car and all that. I don't know. I always thought our sport ought to be pretty pure and badass. You know, I don't know. I, but, but again, that was you know, when you when you're growing up though as a kid, I I don't know about the rest of you, but when Halloween gets here. Christmas is right around the corner. I mean, you know what? Christmas will be here. You just bam yeah. right now. You know, you're right. And in between is that wonderful Thanksgiving holiday where you just get together with your family and friends and share the goodness of the bounty that we've been blessed with in our lifetime. One of my all-time favorite holidays has always been Thanksgiving because the, you don't have the. Uh, the capitalism involved and, you know, the buying of the correct gift and this one's upset and that one's not happy and we didn't spend enough on this one. Uh, even though I love Christmas, don't get me wrong, but I always loved Thanksgiving for the fact that it was basically the meal and the family that took center stage. 
Yeah, the only thing you hoped you bought enough of was turkey. There you right. go. And I love turkey on Thanksgiving. And, hey, uh, you know. But, you know, I'm thinking of some of the drag cars. I know there were, like, Dragula and Frankenstein cars. And I, I sure, mean the Wolfman. Sure. Somewhere around there, there there were cars that had themes. Matter of fact, there's a girl that races up at uh, Skyview that has a Halloween-themed car with a, a, a dragster. And, uh, you know, I mean, everyone's always, or cars with pumpkins on them or you know, but uh, Halloween's always been a, a fun time, and I never look at it as negative. A lot of people don't like it because they say, oh, it's uh, connected to the pagan. Eh, let the kids dress up, have a good time, and go out and yep. get some candy. Exactly. I always loved candy at Thanksgiving. Well, we had quite uh, I mean, a... Uh, ha- Halloween trick-or-treat. You know, exactly. We had quite a quite a group here, and, and uh, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember when, when we uh, went to a... Um, a couple of places and Bob for apples uh, got oh, yeah. prizes and sure. did things and and uh, in our school growing up in Owego, New York, we uh, we had teachers that really you know if it came let's say it was like today and we were in school uh, they would have something going on at lunchtime or uh, in the afternoon or whatever that was it kind of made you look forward to it you know even got a little candy. Uh, Christ nowadays is you'd probably have the parents up in arms because they gave you a piece of candy or something, you know. But we had a lot of fun around it, and of course, I was uh, a bit on the uh, wild and woolly side. And I remember, ah. you know, raising hell like George was talking about. Um, I had a uh, we had a band that was just hated me because uh, I had run over his boat the previous summer by mistake <laughs> on a river and tr- God knocked him in the water. Oh my God, it was a nightmare. It's a, That's a story all by itself. My brother loves to tell people that story because cause they, uh, he had asked my father to kill me, shoot me. And, uh, and it looked like Dad was thinking about it, but we went down to his, we used to call him Gink Ralph. I, I don't know why on earth we'd come up with that, but he, his play, his house was right next door to the, gro- there was a grocery store. O'Neill's grocery store was right next door. And, uh, Hugh O'Neill had the great big, remember the cheese, the great big cheese, round cheese boxes? You know, Absolutely. They had the, yep. Absolutely. I remember them. And, uh, God, people collect them. You know, I've got a couple of them down in the basement, but, I got there was an empty one. I grabbed that son of a gun. I don't know why I did this. I was going to throw it against his door to scare him. Well, it it went right through the screen door and broke the window on his front on his front door and the the window. I mean, why did I do that? I have no That's idea. It's like he threw a bowling ball at it, you know. <laughs> oh God! And boy, I want to tell Wally, you, Ralph. Wally, Wally. He ran me down from behind. I mean, I was hauling the mail. And there were four of us, and uh, they all got away. And um, long story short, it it was, uh, he didn't hurt me or anything. But, I mean, you know, he took me to my dad. And, uh, but, uh, one, you know, it made no sense whatsoever. It was Halloween, and I think it was a full moon. I don't know. There must have been something. But... <laughs> But as we roll along here, uh, if uh, if by any chance animals listening to the show, which I know he, he uh, I don't think he is, I have a sneaky suspicion that 
that he is off premises somewhere with his grandchildren and I uh, can't believe he forgot this but if he did we're just going to carry on and uh, and talk about some good stuff here and I yeah, think I what we things, yeah, yeah let's let's I talk about yeah, yeah yeah well George. let's well let's take a break uh, Jeff so we can get a commercial in and we'll uh, and we'll come back and let George uh, talk about some things and uh, I apologize that we're a little fragmented this evening but nevertheless we are always entertained and I'd put us up against anybody for that. So with that being said, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Uh, Before we take a break, Animal Jim, if you're listening, the phone number is 843-712-1887. That's 843-712-1887. If you're listening, give us a call. Thank you, sir. Now we're going to take a break. When all my friends coming out of town, whether they're tourists or locals, it's their favorite place to go to eat, whether it's lunchtime or dinner. Papa's Pizza, Wings, and Things. Happy hour every Monday through Friday, 2 to 6, $1 trap beer and half-price appetizers. Can you believe it? Papa's Pizza, Wings, and Things. It's on the road to Calabash. The best pizza and wings on the road to Calabash. Can't miss it. It's in the corner of the Lowe's Shopping Center right there on the state line. Check out the new website at www.papaspizzawings.com. Two, three. Broken heart, I can't help you. Rocket science, don't know what to tell you. I may not know how to get to the moon, but when I want to fly, my crew knows what to do. Crank around the wheel, in the left rear. You're only turning 9,000 meter leather gear. Ocean Drive Beach and Golf Resort is the perfect host for your next beach getaway. Located directly on the oceanfront in the heart of North Myrtle Beach, our oceanfront rooms and suites come fully equipped and feature private balconies with breathtaking ocean views. Ocean Drive Beach and Golf Resort features unparalleled on-site amenities, including the OD Beach Club and world-famous Spanish Galleon Nightclub. Call Ocean Drive Beach and Golf Resort now at 1-800-438-9590. We'll see you in North Myrtle Beach. Broadcasting live, this is The Wally Bell Show. Hey, we're back, everybody, and uh, George Nye is now going to give us his view on what we've been listening to for weeks now, <laughs> the presidential uh, race. He has got that down pat. Now, let's go on, George. You want to talk about Cruz Pedregon. Do it. Pedregon, yes. Yeah. I, I just received my uh, most recent issue of National Dragster, and I was thumbing through it here before the show. And I don't know if our listeners will enjoy this or not, but I found it extremely interesting. Many of you know that Cruz got his uh, funny car down into the nine sixes uh, or nine nine sixes and nine nine sevens at uh, around three hundred thirteen mile an hour down in Redding a couple of weeks ago. But right after that, he went to the California Hot Rod reunion, and there he had a seventy seven Trans Am nostalgia funny car in competition called the California Charger, which I think probably uh, uh, 
you know, Greg, I, you remember as a Keaton and, uh, Keeling and Clayton guys. And mm-hmm. he qualified out there 19th out of 34 cars. There were 34 cars wow. in competition. I mean, that's fantastic. But this is what I think is really important. He said, and I'm going to quote him here. If you go to a nostalgia race and see these cars and hear the way they sound, it will make the hair on your arms stand up. These cars capture the era that I, meaning Cruz Pedregon, grew up in as a kid in Southern California going to Orange County International Raceway in the 70s. These cars are cool. The rules package make it so encouraged uh, to perform at a high level without needing to have eight or ten motors in your trailer. I'm learning about the setups and trying to learn what it takes to make them perform like Chad Heads and Jason Ruperts and some of these other guys. What I think is important is you're seeing a name racer, and not an old guy, but a name racer uh, who's competing nationally and doing very well, especially in the last three or four races, and he is getting involved in Nostalgia Funny Car. And what's Terrific. so great about that, we, we know Bruce Larson is doing the same thing. A couple of people. I think it's fantastic. So I thought I'd well, share it with all of you. Thanks. Thanks, George. I watched that on uh, on the Bankshift live feed and Dale Poldy's car. There's there's a ton of cars as well as our buddy Rocky. And listen, we've got Animal Jim on the phone. Jim, are you live? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Jim. We... Uh, We've been looking forward to talking to you, and uh, we've been kind of winging it, talking back and forth about various things. Uh, you know, you and, got your and Halloween all- glasses on, Jim. Hey, Gordy, oh. want, Gordy wanted to know if you had your pink sunglasses on, animal. Well, actually, I got some pink ones on. I got a costume on. I'm dressed as Billy Bob Thornton in in the, <laughs> in the junkyard in uh, Detour, whatever the hell name that movie was. I thought it was Sling Sling Blade, wasn't it? Uh, well, that's one of them. No. Yeah. That's not the one Jim's you're, talking about. Yeah, a different one. In U-turn, in U-turn. He owned a junkyard in U-turn. Oh, okay, all right. Yes, I love it. <laughs> oh. oh, God, I, I love it. But Jim, um, you've got one I got great. Ha- I got a Halloween story. I know. Please tell everybody that story. All right, this is fifty-nine-year-old story. True story. Not exactly as it happened, maybe, but exactly as I remember it. Hell, I'm seventy-one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was I was thirteen years old and in the seventh grade at Washington School in Peru, Illinois. Where I was raised, it was the Halloween of 1953. Peru was sometimes referred to as LaSalle, Peru, joined together with Oglesby, then they called it the Tri-Cities. Anyway, enough trivial town town history. Uh, my classmate, Bob Truett, and I were preparing for annual Halloweening in Peru. In the Tri-Cities, it's not called trick-or-treat. Going house-to-house for Halloween treats is called Halloweening. Bob dresses a hobo for his costume. Bob was kind of a gangly, unkept boy. His costume did not make him, it didn't make him look much different. I was still into cowboys. Roy Rogers and Gene Autry used to be my heroes, but by that time, 
I'd emerged into the more Alan Ladd as Shane and Whispering Smith type. <laughs> we got our costumes on, and we got number 60 grocery bags, the type with the paper rope handles, flashlights, and an open half-pack of Philip Morris I stole from my mother's purse <laughs> and some matches. And we, and we headed out. Bob, Bob and I were veteran Halloweeners. We, we, we did Halloweening like an art form. We had a regular route and routine we'd go on. We'd go to way, one way end of the town on West Street, and we would uh, we always started at the, at this one old lady's home, and Bob and I got to West Street, and one and we liked to start there because this old lady gave us money. She'd give us each a quarter every year. Quarter was a lot of money in '53. That's probably equal to what? Probably three bucks today. Yep, no and we doubt about to it. Hit her first. I did notice most of the children Halloweeners seemed smaller to us. Bob and I were tall as some of the parents escorting the children. Bob and I were about the same size. We'd grown about probably a foot since sixth grade. We now no longer had a problem even at the local pool hall downtown without an adult. Because the rule there was 16 or older without. And Bob and I got pretty good at pool, and we had hustled patrons for money at nine ball. <laughs> oh, when Bob and I got to the brick house the old lady with the quarters lived in, we noticed her light was not on. Also, no, there were no pumpkins lit on the steps. But it was early yet, not even real dark yet. Perhaps she's just getting ready. We went up the walk and steps and positioned ourselves at the door. We sang the Tri-City Ditty. Now, in, in the Tri-Cities, you didn't just go up and yell trick-or-treat. You had to sing a song, and it was a special song. And it went, Halloween, Halloween, oh, what scary things we have seen. Witches' hats, cold black cats, broomstick riders, mice and rats. And everyone there sang to the same melody that and beat. <laughs> oh, God, I, wonder I love they, it. I wonder if they still do that there. Around here, they just yell trick-or-treat and come in a group. But anyway, we went up the walk, and and we so so Bob and I sang our little ditty, no response. So we belted it out again, loud as we could. Finally, the door blinds rattled. The door swung open to our shocking amazement. Instead of the nice old grandma type old lady that used to live there, a different, much older and not a little woman holding a used, overused corn broom appeared. She looked like she should be riding the damn broom. She says, coarsely, what the hell do you two want? I retorted sheeply in a weak voice, it's Halloween, trick-or-treat. The old woman came back with trick-or-treat in my ass. You two are big enough to get a damn job. With that said, the old woman slammed the glass panel door on the faces with the blinds rattling so hard, I thought the glass would break. This was a turning point in our lives, at least mine. We went straight home, took off our costumes, and put on normal clothes, and went down to the pool hall to hustle some nine ball. For me, it was childhood's end, never to go Halloweening again. I wonder <laughs> if Bob truly remembers this event every year. Oh, I haven't okay. seen Bob for, God, probably 35 years. Well, you know, it, it, Jim, that's good. That's a great story, and it's... You know what? We used to call it Halloweening in upstate New York too. Halloweening, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it it was a ritual, but 
you guys were far advanced with a song and everything. We didn't have a song. Oh, yeah. They had a singer. If you didn't sing, they'd make you sing. Uh, <laughs> but the, the people back then, people, they'd invite you in, you know, and 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 they'd, and they'd, they'd you know they'd give you apple cider and homemade stuff and all that. But now people are afraid to do all that. But where I'm at right now, I'm at uh, I'm at my daughter's house. And my son-in-law's. They got a fire outside, and they get five hundred trick or treaters here every every Halloween. And and Doug is trying to fix hot dogs for most of them. Oh God, he, is that right? The old fashioned way, but we got candy too. We go through gobs and gobs of candy. But Jim, on on a uh, on a drag race note, two thousand twelve was another memorable year in the never ending career of my dear friend animal jim foyer and uh, it, it's uh it's really cool because once again zeke went out there and did you pretty proud i mean you did zeke very proud greg zally just mentioned how much he loved that old zephyr but talk a little bit about 2012 start out with the match race with bill neary with his new highfalutin high dollar jerry bickle Double throwdown car. <laughs> my 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 thirty three year old relic. <laughs> yeah, Bill's. It was a pretty good run though. I mean, he was he was right there next to me, and uh, but I did get the win light. But for some reason, we both had atrocious reaction times. I don't know why. I and mean, his was even worse than mine. And I told him down the end. I said, Bill. I says. You know my reaction time was so bad? He says, no. I says, well, I was waiting for you. I wanted to give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Funny, funny. I love it. The excuse for getting beat, though, was he said, well, my car's still learning. Yours has all this experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bill's car is a, is a puppy. It's a rookie. And, uh, yeah. But, but you, uh, you know what? You have been able to, uh, you and I have run side-by-side, Seven flat six nineties, uh, but you've been able to back that up, run it wherever you want to, and going seven fifties been just as much fun as going seven flat, hasn't it? Really? Well, yeah, with that car, yeah, it is. You know, the it's not like it's more fun to drive actually in a way than than the, than the newer cars I had that, that ran in the mid sixes. You know, it, yep. uh, it it's so animated and. You know, it, it 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 it's a fun car to drive. Except the last run wasn't a fun run. I ran Beswick at the World Series, and on the on the second run, Beswick did about a thousand foot burnout. Well, I did one the first run, but the second run I was out to really beat him. I was going to use the nitrous and surprise him. So I did a conservative burnout. So I do a burnout there, and here he comes, man. He goes way out there, and, and I only uses the damn nitrous. I know he does on the burnout because it gets on the chip, and it, you know how it backfires on a chip yep. with nitrous? Yep. Anyway, he gets way out there, and then he stops, and then I see a commotion, and his car's on fire. And the oh, safety Jesus. crew runs out there and whatever. So now I'm backing up. The boys are backing me up. Al and, Al and, uh, and Danny are backing me up. And I'm back, ready to pull up in stage, and Beswick's still out there. And, and I think, well, they're not going to give me a final with him out there like that. So they come over and they shut me off. So all of a sudden, 
I hear this big cheer and everybody's going nuts. Beswick, they get the fire already fires up and here he comes backing up and you know how fast he goes, about fifty miles an hour, zigzagging the backwards, trying to control the car going that fast backwards. And he gets next to another motion for me to start up. I go to hit the start button, nothing. The car will not crank. The engine will not oh. crank. And I had no indication of the starter going bad at all. The wire must, the little primary wire must have fell off or something. So I keep pushing the button. Then they asked me about pushing. Uh, you know, my guy, yeah, push, push, push. So there was about, it was just like the time I ran Robbie at the Quick 8 in 1988. Only that didn't turn out quite so good. They, they, they pushed me five times because the guys told me later, said they couldn't have done it again. And you know how hard it is to push start a Lenko in high gear. Oh, it's finally, awful. Finally, old Zeke fired. The monolith finally came alive, and I backed up fast as I could. And by then, they pushed me to about 400 feet. No lie. And so I'm backing up real fast, and they get me up there. So I pull in, and I stage as quick as I can. And I just pull in and light both bulbs, and Honey does the same. It's blip, 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 blip. The lights flash. Man, I'm on the chip. I let the clutch off. Man, I had a great reaction time, I found out later. I had already by half a car. The car launches, wheels up, bam, it shuts off. It just quit. Old Zeke was done. Old Armstrong died, and, um, and Zeke died, too. Oh, the, uh, that's what's God. funny, because the first day I went racing, it, seriously, at a drag strip, Armstrong landed on the moon. So the day he dies, my race car dies. <laughs> that's kind of spooky for a Halloween story in itself. It is. That is a very... Very, very, uh, but Jim, you know, when you were talking about that, if I'm not mistaken, it was you back in, when we ran the Chevelle, I had a starter problem. And, and, uh, honest to God, you yelled, put it in high gear. And, uh, oh my God, those guys had to kill themselves getting that thing. And I got lucky and it got started and, and we finished out, but I had a damn starter almost fell off. It was just hanging there. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, we, but, mine, mine, the cable, for some reason, the, of course, <laughs> guess what? That poor old starter, my starters came with the, with Damien out of, out of Jim Elon's car, which was originally Lee Hunter's car. Wow. See, I, bought, I bought that engine out, when that car was Miami Vice, I bought that engine out of there. That 666, that's where that came from. Jim Elon built that engine. That's, he's uh, doing that's, work for, uh, Penny in the uh, hill. You know what's interesting is that recently, within the past few days, I've watched the the banter about uh, uh, on that Pro Stock uh, Facebook site that car. You know the picture of that car and your comments about it and and uh, and, and uh, leave it to Brett Kepner to come up with an interesting bit of history. The only all you know your body style cars ever final was you yeah, and uh, all, all Zephyr final. Yep, that's really weird, isn't it? it uh, I know that, you know, that, that car and I have a lot of history. Well, you know, it ended up in the, the two Zephyrs that were side by side in my shop because when when I bought that engine from Jim, he just brought he just brought his car from Minnesota and we pulled it in my shop, and I got some pictures somewhere of both those cars sitting in my shop. The Miami Vice, Vice car and the Mammoth Mercury. You know and what? Uh, that out. I think it's and, cool. Uh, 
Jim, yeah. I got I got to tell you something cool. Bill Pratt was out at the uh, World Series, as you know, and uh, right. and and Captain Pylon was there to see you and Arnie, and he just made a comment about it on the uh, on our uh, Drag Racers reunion chat chat room here, and uh, <laughs> it, it you know it makes me think of when when Bill Pratt was marking off those burnouts at the USSC. And uh, Zeke was the weapon of choice for Animal Jim back then. Remember when? Remember how far poor Bill had to run out there? <laughs> God, I know. I remember you and I doing those burnouts at Milan, and Linda made a comment to some fans or something about you and I out there, and she says, "Yeah, two old guys trying to kill themselves." <laughs> I know. It was. You know what? I would put that. You know that that one. I I always took pride in doing a good burnout, and I I know you did, and and it was part of. Uh, we had our clutches set up to handle that and everything, but you and I both. I I swear to God that was one of the prettiest side by side. We did it again in in uh, Maryland, a couple of, or God ten years later or whatever it was, but but that. That's one up 90, at ninety six. Yep. But boy I'm that was, sure it was ninety six, yeah. But Linda yeah. thought we were <laughs> over the top. I know. Oh God. Hey, did you ever run the did you ever run the Halloween classic at Bill Bader's place? No, I never did. I never did. I always wanted to, but for some reason I never uh, never happened. Yep, I, I was talking about it earlier on the show. You know that that was a big Halloween race, but but we did both run uh, at Brown County Dragway, south of Indianapolis, uh, at a drag strip at at, uh, at the Fall Classic, they called it. And uh, boy, we made some great friends there. But would you tell our listeners about that racetrack? Or about the well, it was it was kind of like uh, Muncie. It had a median in the center of it, a grass median. And yep. uh, I don't think the lanes were even on the same level. Princeton Dragway was that way, too, in, in uh, Virginia, West Virginia. And, uh, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was quite a place, I'll tell you that. They, you know, uh, they, they gave me a... They gave me a jacket and a trophy. They, I got a jacket that says that says Four Second Club Nashville Dragway. The uh, you know I we used to go to, or at, at Brown County there. I, well, I guess it was called Brown County Dragway, wasn't it? But yep. the town was, yep. but Nashville yep. was near there. But uh, it was. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I was just thinking about it. You and I have those silver jackets. With a four-second club on the back of yeah. them, and, and uh, I, went, I went to the banquet that year. It, it's an that was awesome, Jim. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to believe that an hour an hour has gone by so fast. It hasn't been an hour, but God bless you for for being here. We'll do another holiday romp, and the only telephone number of yours that I don't have, I have now, is your cell number. I want to personally thank. Chris McMahon, who's on the, he's listening to yeah, you, and and, and uh, I emailed it to you. 
I, thank God. I, I, it's so yeah. embarrassing. But, uh, Jim, thanks for being here. Please, please be ready to do it again. And uh, with that, Greg Zyla, would you close our show up and say goodnight for everybody? I sure will. On behalf of uh, Jeff Gilder and our host, Wally Bell, Gordy Faust out on the West Coast, Wild Man Animal Jim Foyer, God bless you, and George and I in Pennsylvania and myself, we will see you all next week. Stay tuned. Baby, and my drinking, baby, I can cut down.